This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. I'm your host, Allie, and I'm so, so excited for today's guest. I have such an incredible woman. I have Kelly Kalodney, who is a spiritual healer, and she has such an amazing story about the angel Raphael. I want to tell you guys a little bit about her, and then she's going to share her story. So Kelly started channeling the angel Raphael in 1989. Since that time, she has been sharing the messages from Archangel Raphael with thousands of people who have opened up their hearts to receive the insights and vibrational healing power of this divine messenger of light. Her work is documented in the book, The Healing Consciousness by Dr. Beth Dupree, MD. Whether you participate in a free angel reading conference call or download one of the many recordings of Raphael's answers to commonly asked questions or participate in a group or private session, Kelly looks forward to serving you. Raphael's guidance can help awaken your passion for life, find your purpose, and help you open to the limitless possibilities for love, health, and abundance. Kelly, welcome to my show. Thank you. So delighted to be here. I'm so excited to have you. I actually found you on social media from Phil Goodlife. I love everything Phil shares, and I saw him share you, and I just loved everything that you had been sharing, and I started doing more research on you, and I was like, wow, how incredible with the channeling of, you know, Angel Raphael, and I thought, wow, what a cool conversation we could get into, so I'm so excited to have you. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, that's a sweet story about Phil Good because he uh, he reached out to my son and said, your mom is the bomb and how do I get in touch with her? And my son's like, why are you trying to get in touch with my mom? He's like, I've been following her for a long time and I want to connect with her. And I hadn't really been on Instagram or social media up to that point. So that was that was really interesting how that unfolded. I guess the angels went and woke him up in the middle of the night and said, you need to get a hold of Kelly. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Wow. So yeah. cool. And I love that you weren't really on social and now, and now you are, I mean, you show up and you do, you do lives. We're going to be doing one in the near future. And, you know, here you are on my podcast because we connected via social. So how cool. I know exactly. I remember the first time I said something to Raph, Angel Raphael about Instagram and she's like, Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Instagram is not in the angel's wheelhouse. So. <laughs> that is funny. Well, I mean, so obviously there's so many places we, where we can go, but I want to start with just kind of, you know, you just mentioned Angel Raphael. That's such a great segue. Can you share a little bit more about how that kind of came to be and how you stepped into that and now have been sharing these messages with so many thousands around the world? Yeah, I mean, I was a really young girl. I was 21 years old and I was a college student, just kind of uh, going about my business, studying like advertising. And my 
uh, sister's husband was a quite a famous chiropractor actually at the time. And he was learning a new type of chiropractic work through a man named Donnie Edstein in Brooklyn. And I would drive home from college and we would get in the car and go to Brooklyn, which was kind of a hike from where we were. And we would meet this guy and he, I would lay on a table and he would do this very gentle touch on my spine along with everyone else. And for whatever reason, both of, I have many siblings. I grew up in a big Irish Catholic family and my sisters and I, when he would work on us, would have a very strong response to this work. It's kind of like an energy work and he was very powerful. And when he would touch my spine um, and he would do very light touch on the meningia on the spine, my body would spontaneously kind of move in a wave. And it wasn't something that I had control over, but it felt as if energy, like an ocean wave of energy was moving through my body. And the more I experienced it, I could feel the more I was really opening up. And at first I would just lay on the table with my head face down and he would work on me and my body would move in a wave and I'd start to have these sounds sort of come up and through me. And then when he would turn me over, he would put his hand very lightly right around my heart chakra. And when that would happen, my hands would just sort of open up and almost move into a surrender position as if I was surrendering to the divine. Now, I wasn't necessarily a very spiritual person. I mean, I had was interested in those types of things in college, but it wasn't something I was seeking or looking to. But what really happened, I believe, is that the Kundalini spontaneously woke up in me at that time. And thank goodness it was happening to one of my sisters at the same time. Otherwise, I think both of us would have thought we were going crazy because we would start to, <laughs> we would start to like sing and make these sounds. And I had just gotten out of college. And I remember like waiting tables in a restaurant and Raphael would just come in and start singing. And I didn't even know what to do or how to stop. And I mean, it had its life of its own. So we would like run to the library together with like before Google and internet and we'd get out like books on angels or channeling. And we found this one book called Opening to Channeling. I forget who wrote it, but uh, I remember when we opened it, the first couple lines were, and I began to channel on November 23rd to the night of Thanksgiving. And that's when we both started to channel. And it just started then to spiral into this magic and synchronicity of every single thing we were doing and saying. And um, then we would get out those old fashioned like tape recorders with the little cassette tapes and my sister would channel Raphael and then I would record it. And then when she would come out, she'd say, what did Raphael say? And I'd say, oh, we could listen to it. it was... And then I would channel Raphael and I would come out of it and say, what did it say? And at one point we were like, what would happen if you put my one sister, Mary Ellen, in one room and you put me in another? And we had two people ask Raphael the same question. And that was so fascinating because Raphael would come into both of us at the same time. And at that moment, back then, we didn't realize that there was no linear time where the angelic realm was. So we weren't quite sure how that was happening, but the energy or the vibration would come in and it would give verbatim word for word the same answer. And we would record it um, in two different rooms. And that was just so much fun. So it has been quite a magical journey to say the least. Wow. That's amazing. Like I bet, I bet like you said, like, like, whoa, am I going crazy? Like what's happening? 
Oh my God. And my mom was like, we better call the priest. You guys are possessed. What's happening? Oh my God. <laughs> because, you know, we, it was a long time ago. People were not channeling and it was a lot to adjust to, but because the messages were so loving and somewhat poetic and sweet and they were profound. And at the same time, not only did Raphael come in, but we were really open channels. So a lot of the different energies were coming to visit us, I would say, um, including people in our family who had passed and things. And then a lot of things that were undeniable would come through that then my family and my parents were like, wow, this is really amazing. And um, they became very accepting of it. And then many years went by where I wouldn't tell people, you know, it wasn't like you were at a cocktail party and someone would say, what do you do? You certainly weren't going to say I channel an angel where today it's much more accepted um, for sure. Yeah. I mean, so when, you know, when you speak about that with channeling, when did you realize that you were actually channeling and it wasn't just, you know, obviously, I mean, I don't want to just say hearing voices, but you know what I'm saying? Like, because I can imagine, especially now, right? Like, we're in a world where a lot of people are waking up. A lot of people are, you know, tapping into their higher consciousness. They're starting to ascend. They're realizing that there's so many limiting beliefs and, you know, restrictions that maybe really had, never needed to be there and all these different changes. I know even for myself, I'm experiencing. And it's like, you do feel crazy at points and you do feel like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Or what am I experiencing? What am I going through? Like, how did you, I guess, come to a place where you realized like, wow, I'm really channeling. This is Andrew Raphael. And like, here I am now. I'm, I'm, I'm meant to serve and give these messages. Like, how did that come about? Well, I think the fact that we were both channeling at the same time was such a blessing. And perhaps if we weren't that, I'm not sure I would have even continued. My sister was a very um, grounded person, very... Um, bright, you know, top of her class, very successful corporate person. So when she would channel and tell people that there was so much, you know, validity to it, it gave a lot of credibility. And, and I think that that allowed me to, to really drop in and be like, okay, this is really happening. And, and I know that people do struggle and it's so hard. I had a young girl actually call me today and she emailed me and she said, could I talk to you? Because I feel like I'm starting to channel and I also feel like I'm going crazy. And how do I decipher like, am I channeling or I'm hearing voices? And I said, sure, you know, give me a call. And it was interesting because people need support and validation because it is sometimes hard to decipher between what is our own internal thinking and what is something else. And and really, as far as I'm concerned, even though it is, you know, represented and came through as I am the Archangel Raphael, and that was very distinct back when we began in 1989, as, as the years have passed, it's much more um, integrating into my own energy and vibration. And it is in some sense a, a part of our higher selves. And even though Raphael is not who I am and I'm not the angel Raphael by any means, of course, I'm very human with many flaws. I think that when we begin to remember that we are one with everything and that everything is us, that it is still a piece of it is us. And Raphael will say that, that I live and I dwell within everyone and all of you. It is not unique to me in any way. And so 
I think that one of the reasons it can be difficult to decipher between whether it's your own thinking or it's something else is because sometimes it is also part of your own self. It's a higher aspect of you, the high, your higher, the highest vibration you can perhaps hold. And um, I have found that over the years, it's, I've become less and less separated from it and and less and less unconscious when i first began to channel like i say i would come out of it and be like oh my gosh what did Raphael say and now um and then in the middle many years later i would kind of be like a dream you'd wake up and you remember some of it and some of it you wouldn't and now it's more and more conscious and i think that's because it's integrating more and more into my energetic field so people should trust what's coming in and welcome it with open arms, surrender to it, and and just sort of be an allowing um, of it to flow. And even if you start to question, is this me or is this something else? It's okay. I would just start writing it down or speaking it into a tape recorder or whatever. And the more comfortable you start to become with it and you start to allow it to flow, then the more you can elevate your frequency to match a vibration that's really bringing in divine guidance. So I said to this young girl today, I said, just, you know, be gentle with yourself. Um, open up to it, take your time, because sometimes it can feel like a flood of energy coming in, and it can be overwhelming. I know at least it was for me. And so people need to just, you know, take their time, not get too overwhelmed by it, and take it in increments. Yeah, oh my gosh, so true. And I love that you said it's also, you know, a lot of it for many of us, it's a part of us. And it's just a higher consciousness of us and a higher selves. And you know, it's interesting. I've had a lot of different conversations with a lot of different people lately. And a lot of people have said to me, like, they feel really lonely because they are attaching to this higher self and that they are reaching this higher consciousness and that it feels really lonely. And I have realized, you know, even in my own awakening, how alone I felt at times. And, you know, I'm just curious for you, Kelly, like, I'm sure you experienced that too, except you, of course, had your sister, which was a blessing. But what was that like for you? Like, did you experience that loneliness too? And, you know, if so, how did you manage it? Well, yeah, I mean, there is a sense of sometimes feeling, or at least for me, separate from others. Um, and even this weekend, I went away with a couple girlfriends to just do something very normal. <laughs> and there's always still a little bit of a sense of feeling different. You know, we did very grounded, normal things and they're open to what I do, but it's not necessarily their thing. And it, it can be a lonely existence. And so it is important. And I'm so grateful that there's communities and podcasts and different platforms like this where people can kind of connect in um, to other like-minded people who are going through the same thing. And I think that's very important. And again, I was very fortunate at the time um, to have my sister. And so I, I personally didn't feel that sense of loneliness, but I do hear people talk about that all the time. And I have a lot of empathy for that. And at least right now, there are a lot of places where you can kind of connect with other like-minded people. And I would encourage them to do that because um, otherwise you can sort of feel like, is this crazy? Have I kind of lost my mind? Am I going off the rails? You know, you need somebody who's also experiencing the same thing to be supportive for you. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. So true. And, and you know, I, I love that you said like, you know, you went out to try to do something normal and you're like, oh, well, you're kind of reminded that, you know, you have this special gift and that, you know, you do receive these messages from Angel Raphael. And I'm sure that it's, it's beautiful, I'm sure for you, but I'm sure at times too, it very much makes you aware that like not everyone is receiving those messages like you are. No, they're talking about Netflix and what TV show they saw last week and, you know, how we're going to cook the salmon tonight for dinner and if we want to go on a hike and what the trail is. And, and that's all wonderful and part of life and we need to experience all that. But then in my mind, I'm like, yeah, and I just had a download and I went to a past life and preparing for my starseed class and <laughs> waking me up at night and Archangel Michael was at the bottom of my bed before I went to sleep. And then St. Germain came in and did the, brought in the violet flame, like, and I obviously I'm not going to share that at dinner. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, totally. a casual Wednesday. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, the salmon is great. And oh, I love that show. I like, I'm, I probably would tune into that myself, like whatever, you know. <laughs> so um, yeah, and I, I think it's important to have, I've actually sought out some friends that are very kind of 3D and grounded because it helps me be more grounded and normal. Because sometimes when you're just completely immersed in the etheric realm all the time, that's not necessarily healthy either. I mean, we are here to experience the senses and, um, and form and matter, right? And although we're evolving and ascending into higher frequencies, we still need to enjoy the pleasures of the earth. Yeah, so true. So when you talk about us, you know, ascending, and, you know, reaching those higher frequencies and that's where we're headed. Like, what would you say? Cause it's so interesting. Cause everyone kind of talks about, you know, 5d and Ascension, all those things differently. What does it look like to you? And like, where do you think like we as a you know world are going? Yeah, I think we have free will and, um, it will depend on what we choose. You know, that there's a lot of options and timelines out there. And I'm extremely optimistic and hopeful that we will, collectively raise our, our frequency to a point that we'll ascend into what you're saying, which is a higher dimension. Um, how long that will take in linear time? I have no idea. I mean, people throughout history have spoken of times like this for a long, long time, whether it will happen in our lifetime or not. I don't know. When I ask Raphael, um, Raphael always assures me that we're rapidly moving, even though we may not be able to see it or perceive it from our perspective, that the consciousness is rising very quickly. Um, and I see that just in the fact that, you know, when I first started to channel, I wouldn't dare tell a friend or anyone. And now everybody I know knows and is open to it and they don't even blink an eye necessarily at it. Um, so there has been this enormous leap and Raphael always speaks of that it will reach a critical mass, like that exponential growth will happen. And when that happens, it's this awakening within us, um, to basically return to what is our original self. And, you know, some of the things that perhaps get in that, in the way of that are the mind, our limiting beliefs and old collective agreements that, Raphael talks about that are sort of like a matrix um, that uh, are very much tethered to our current paradigm that are being broken up in a sense. 
through many of us taking the energy and the time to meditate daily, to make love our number one priority, to, um, you know, really work on ourselves, to work on self-love, to be kind and all those very basic things. And, and we are, we're getting there. When it will happen, I don't know. Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah, of course. Yeah, nobody does, right? It's just, yeah. but you're right. It's so interesting because I feel like even since my own, you know, awakening in the last few years, like especially my, my I would say the height of my awakening came when I got pregnant with my second baby girl who's now nine months who I was, you know, pregnant during the pandemic. And I'm sure she was a part of my awakening. And, you know, it's so wild. Like I woke up to so much and I realized like you were saying with the free will and I started realizing more and more people I connected with also were having those same awakenings. And I was like, wow, these are conversations that were never happening before. And now this is something that's kind of becoming mainstream in a way. Absolutely. It really is. People are ready. And thank goodness. <laughs> I know, seriously, right? Like, thank goodness. It's like, yeah, it's like, stop listening to those limiting beliefs and the things that were, you know, being fed and told by, you know, media and different sources that just like aren't true. Oh, absolutely. For sure. And things that, that we have bought into ourselves, you know, a lot of times we look outside of ourselves that something out there is controlling us, but we are all participating in what we all agree upon to be true. And so as people are saying, starting to recognize and question really just things like, is that really what's happening? And you using more discernment and following their heart. Um, we're kind of breaking down all the things that we collectively as a consciousness sort of agreed upon. And one of the things, you know, I'm going to be teaching a class on it's beginning April 3rd called the Starseed Masterclass. And in that class, what we're going to do is go back into the Akashic Records and back into very old ancient civilizations that many of the starseeds and original beings that came to the planet who have lived thousands of lifetimes were born and they in their falling into ego and into form and into density they dropped into creating these paradigms and these belief system which is what we all did and participated in and sometimes those belief systems and whether you want to call them past life agreements or vows or limiting beliefs or however you want to frame it they've bled into our current life and they affect how we're perceiving the world, how we're behaving, how we are with relationships, with family, with money, with self-love, all of those things. And so what the angelic realm is doing is they're coming in and saying, okay, let's go back to where those agreements were made. Let's review them, look at them, dissolve them and release them so that they're not bleeding through and you can begin to create a whole new consciousness. And that to me is what it will mean to be in 5D when we as a human species make a new decision about what our reality is. Um, and I'm excited about that idea. Oh my gosh, me too. And you know, I love what you just said that like we decide what our new reality is because you're right. It's like, Yes, there are quote unquote systems and programs and different things that are being fed to us and we're believing, but it's true. Like we've bought into this for so long and we essentially reincarnated into this time and we're born into this time that we accepted what this was for this long. 
Exactly. We decided when we we chose to be born and live during this historical moment, and we chose to be born into the soup of collective consciousness that currently exists with a awareness that we were going to be the forerunners or the participants in changing it to ascend into returning to its original state. And in doing so, that we are participants, that we are not victims of you know, there is a lot of talk about like we're being controlled by big media or by corporate or by the government. And yes, of course, there are powers that be who have an interest in keeping the masses asleep, but we cannot fall to the idea that we are victims to anything, that we are powerful divine beings and we have free will and we have choice. And that collectively, as we rise up together to make the decision of what the new paradigm is going to be, that's where the power lies, not in that there's some boogeyman is out there to get us, you know? Yeah, so true. I mean, you're right. It's like, I mean, a lot of people have said that there's a lot of control and I agree with you. Like there is a lot and there's definitely, obviously certain people at play who want the public to stay asleep so that things can continue to stay the way they are. But I agree with you. It's like when you take back that and you say, well, I'm not a victim, it's free will. And I'm going to do things that align with my heart and not what I'm being told. And I stop looking to the exterior and I go to myself. Like that's really when the shift happens. Exactly. When you turn off the television and you turn off exterior information, you you use discernment to make decisions from a place of your own deep inner knowing, that's where the change happens. You know, I've made a conscious intention not to watch television for many, many years. My kids didn't even grew up without it, which I know is, seems kind of radical, but um, then when I'm so removed from it and let's say it's the Super Bowl and I'm with friends and they're hanging out and eating whatever, corn chips and blue cheese and they have the football game on, I want to participate and be with everybody. And I haven't seen in so long it's so shocking um because when you you step back and then you re-enter into certain systems and you see like i mean let's say the drug commercials it just seems like a comedy to me like i feel like i'm just gonna fall on the like sofa laughing i'm like really <laughs> you guys like are you been watching this for so long that you are so used to it that you think it's normal for them to say that they're going to give you this thing but it may cause death and like you might be paralyzed and what, like it's all so crazy you know but i think we get so enmeshed in like certain ways of being and we don't get perspective to step back from it that we start to think that things are that are so ridiculous are somehow normal oh my gosh it's so true i love that you said that because you're right it's like people I and mean, we also barely watch tv and we only have a few shows that we really you know put on you know as far as my husband and i and then i really don't let my girls consume too much tv is only a couple educational shows that i let them like well my toddler it's my other one's nine months old but you know my toddler watches and that's it and i feel the same way it's like there's such a weight that's been lifted since i've turned the tv off really because it you know things don't I haven't really like people get so entrenched in oh so many horrible things are happening but if you take away everything and you're just sitting in your living room and you say, okay, well, is anything really any different than it was last week? <laughs> I mean, obviously right now with COVID, things are very different, of course. But pr prior to that, um, 
you know, and it's interesting that I think so much of the stuff that we project to be what's true is just built up in our mind and it's not even anything, you know, everything is actually really okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. And also too, like those are like our story that we tell ourselves, right? Because we pick them up from the external and then we create stories and then we're like, well, then this is this and then that's happening and this is happening. And you, you don't realize like all of a sudden you're like sitting there and you're like, whoa, I'm exhausted and I, what is happening and I'm freaking out. And you're like, well, because you just took all the stuff that was around you and you turned it in, or at least for myself, you turn it into a full blown story. And now you wonder like, why you can't sleep you know exactly and all it is is a story when you step back from it nothing has changed from yesterday right right <laughs> yeah so true yeah. but I love that you use you know Kelly the the drug commercial because you're right it's like even that alone it's like you know people just you know they just believe big pharma because like why wouldn't you like you know they're they're there to help you and it's like I, I've had this conversation with so many friends and even family like I'm like, look, how do you not see that and go, maybe I should question what the actual agenda and narrative is versus, oh, it's okay. It just has these side effects and like, but it's going to maybe help this. Like, I just don't, I just don't understand it, but there's so many who you're right. They just are like, oh, well then that's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a very outdated par paradigm and way of thinking versus going, utilizing the life force in the body to heal itself and finding ways to stimulate and healing it rather than masking it. And it's that old mechanistic view. Um, and, uh, you know, when I was a kid, there weren't advertisements for, you know, hospitals. And I mean, it is a full blown business and people should not kid themselves that it's not. And of course, there's many amazing, wonderful doctors and nurses and lots of wonderful medications that are life saving and have helped people. And I'm not saying in any way, like people should not believe in any of that but to what extent have we lost sight of you know our own responsibility for our body and the cause of why we're sick and what we need to do to address it you know that's right exactly and and the fact that like i love it you said you know also too like your own body and your own light and what your body can do and heal it's like it's like we've forgotten as a society how much our body actually can do to heal and how we can like look again to ourselves before we go and just trust whatever's being sold to us. Cause you're hundred percent right. It, it is a business. I mean, you know, I, when I got pregnant, you know, with my first daughter, Amelia, I really wanted to have a water birth and a natural birth and my body and my daughter had other plans. And I wound up at the hospital on heavy, heavy drugs, feeling awful and wound up in a C-section and fast forward to Arlie. I was really intentional of like, I'm going to research how I can have a V-back, even though so many are telling me I shouldn't because I should have another C-section. And I started watching like the business of being born and all these documentaries around, like you just said, hospitals and, and all of that and how like birth is a business like and oh, how absolutely. It's, it's unreal and like even though maybe i didn't get to have a full-blown you know natural at home birth with arlie at least i got to have a vaginal birth you know at the hospital that was like my intention to be able to do like as less drugs as i could handle and you know really manage my own pain and everything else but i don't think that i would have maybe been able to do that had i not been so intentional and done the research to realize and wake up to so much of what kind of had gone on with my first birth. 
Absolutely. And, you know, it, it goes both ways because, of course, the, with your first child, thank God you did have the drugs that you needed in the C-section and that it's there if needed. But we're so conditioned that that's like the way to go, that people have forgotten how people have given birth around the world for a very, very long time, um, you know, out in the pasture. And that, yes, it doesn't always go well. And I'm not recommending necessarily that and thank god we have <laughs> hospitals and we have c-sections if we need them in an emergency but they become commonplace and they're not always used in an emergency sometimes they're used because the doctor wants to go play golf i mean let, yeah so true. so true so women, yeah women have to take responsibility for their own body and their own birthing process and of course they should have no guilt or shame if it doesn't go as planned and they need a c-section fabulous thank god we have a wonderful medical community but it shouldn't be our first choice you know that we just schedule it in or I'm, i shouldn't tell people what it should be but i think that all of the we've gotten so far away from what's natural you know um in in our, the process and for the baby too you know yes oh my gosh so true and i i, I you know i find it you know, not coincidental at all that like my, you know, second little one who you can hear cooing in the background here because she just woke up from her nap. Like, you know, she was born during the pandemic and I, I, I laugh because of what you're just saying right now like with the baby. I'm like, well, she chose this time, obviously. She is of like higher consciousness and all of that. And so it, it makes sense to me that I did have a V-back with her, you know, this time around and, and got, you know, what I really wanted uh, from this birth and experience even in such a, you know, quote unquote, crazy time to be alive and to be giving birth, you know? And so it's, it's so yeah. interesting, uh, you know, that that played out that way. Whereas my daughter, Amelia, you know, it was a totally normal world and everything was totally fine, you know, and I had a pretty, you know, traumatic experience. And so uh, it's, you know, it's, it's wild. But I also think back to like what you were just saying with how, you know, like really knowing you and knowing your body and trusting that and making your decisions of like what you want versus what you're told. And I really very much listen to the exterior. Like I had a lot of naysayers when I wanted to have her, you know, with a midwife and I had a lot of family and friends not agree with my choices. And I should have just said, no, this is what I want to do, but I wanted to please everyone and follow, you know, what was, you know, quote unquote normal. And it put me in a situation where, I think it ended up being at my detriment to what, you know, how things kind of happened. Whereas with Arlie, because the world wasn't so open, it was really just my husband and I, and I got to really be intentional and be like, no, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to focus on my V-back and this is what I want, you know, and, and, and here, you know, and there she was. Absolutely. And that's a, a beautiful segue into that people pleasing that you're talking about and that the growth that you made from one child to the next and doing what was ideal for you and for your husband and for your baby. And I remember doing the same thing with my kids. The first one, I wanted to have a home birth. I started out that way. And um, I was at home with the midwife and things got a little crazy. We ended up at the hospital. We had a natural birth, but it wasn't, it was a 52 hours. But, you know, in the back of my mind, I was still trying to please my in-laws or that this isn't okay. And I think I was so tense and so tight because I was worried something would go wrong and that I did make the wrong choice and I wasn't being responsible because I wasn't at the hospital that I got in the way of the birthing process. And and that need to please others in and take that and do that before taking care of ourselves is something as women, I think we just are so 
ingrained with, you know, and it's a big piece in the ascension process is that letting go of that people pleasing. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you for saying that because I think we, so many of us as women, what like people please, because we feel like we have to make everybody else happy, but we don't realize that we also sacrifice our own happiness. And that's been a lot of my own awakening is like, how much am I going to people please? And how much am I going to do for everyone else? But then I'm not going to be happy with myself because I'm not aligning with Allie. Right. Or take and taking care of ourselves. You know, it's the other right. thing, like just run ourselves ragged to take care of the world. And then at the end, you're like, what the heck? And then something has to happen or an illness to, to wake us up, to be like, okay, time to get in your power, time to take care of your body. You know, you pushed it too far. And, and if, as somebody being a little bit older than you, that's something I'd like to share with your audience to younger women is that I, it took me a long time as being a mom, my kids are fully grown out of college now. And I, I literally, it's only been probably in the last three or four years that I've stepped into my power, realized that it's okay for me to take care of myself. And I just want to remind women out there to be gentle with themselves and to be proud that they're a mother and to value that and to take the time to take a hot bath or go for a walk or do your yoga because the greatest gift that you can give to your children is for you to show them that you're worthy enough to take care of yourself. Oh my gosh. That just resonated so hard. And I got chills when you said you're worthy of taking care of yourself. I appreciate you sharing that because I have so many moms and women who listen and you know, it's so true. It's like just reminding yourself how important that is when you sit there and myself included where I'm like, oh, but I need to get this done. Oh, that needs to happen. And oh, this needs to be done in the house. And you go through all these to do's in your head. And before you know it, it's time for bed or way past bedtime. And you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't do anything for myself. And that can keep happening and happening. And I appreciate you sharing that because how you were saying before too, Kelly, about it takes an illness or something to happen to wake up to, Hey, I got to step in my power. I got to, you know, wake up to what's going on. I feel like the universe did that to me because, you know, after having Amelia and my traumatic birth and everything else, shortly after that, I went through pretty heavy postpartum depression. And that was not something I prepared for or thought at all would be my reality. I'm a pretty happy, go lucky person. Like I'm not someone who really gets down too often. And so it was really surprising for me. And it really put me on my ass. And it took me away from, you know, my being a celebrity stylist, you know, for my career and dressing my clients. It took me away from, you know, being out at events every night and all the things that I was doing. It, you know, it took me away from everything. And so I really like when I came out of it and I awakened to my own stuff, you know, stuff and did a lot of work on my soul and everything that was going on. I realized I had given my power away for so long to my clients, to my business, to all these different things that were just not really as important or really ever were, but I put them at the forefront. And again, also with my birth that came up in, you know, my work that I was giving away my power with that and not honoring what I wanted and all of these things. And it was like this wake up call for me of like, okay, Allie, it's time to step into your power. And I feel like that's what now I really work on being intentional about every day. And especially with this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that I think is, 
You know, I work with a lot of women when we do small programs and the overall theme is this deep sense of feeling unworthy and not being in their power, people pleasing. I mean, they're, those are very common themes for women. And I'd hate for someone to have to go through, you know, I mean, on some level, we all go through really hard times as part of being human, but, you know, sometimes we have to go through that, like what they would call maybe the deep night of the soul in order to wake up and, um, you can wake up without that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I definitely did. And I agree with you. Like if you can do it without it, it definitely do. Cause I definitely went through the dark night of the soul for yeah. sure when that happened. And I was, you know, I was heavy in that for almost a year, you know, it wasn't until about my daughter's first birthday where I started to be like, Oh, I, I kind of feel like me again. I kind of feel awake again. Like, you know, it was like all of a sudden I started finding myself, but it was interesting also too. I also realized I kind of mourned the death of like the old alley and I had evolved into like a new version of me. Yeah. Well, it's a big deal, you know, because you lose, you know, you gain a lot with a child, but you lose your sense of freedom and identity on many levels because it's all consuming, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so, so much. So it's, it's definitely a lot, but it's definitely, it's been, it's probably been the most beautiful I'm sure for you as well. Like journey for me. And I feel like my little ones teach me like every day, like just getting to be around them and see how they learn and grow. It's, it's wild. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. And I'm so fortunate now I have my son who's 25 working with me and it's like, it's so delightful. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. I was going to ask you, I figured he was when he came on. That's, that's so cool. And I, I love to hear that when you get to like hear those kinds of experiences, it just shows it takes the relationship to a whole new level and like how cool, you know, is that, I mean, so, you know, speaking of that, like you do a lot of channeling, like you said, of Angel Raphael, I'm curious, is there anything that you potentially could share with us today on my show? Is there anything that you could channel or share or anything recently that you've received that you'd want anyone listening to know? I mean, just basically being open and putting it out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can bring Raphael in if you want to ask questions. I, I channel Raphael every Sunday for free for anybody on um, something called Ask an Angel, where you just get on my Zoom call and we, we answer questions. And I'm happy to do that today if you'd like. I channeled yesterday and the theme seemed to be actually uh, about kids and about talking about the star children or crystal children coming in and how many of the children are so sensitive and can be labeled with lots of different um, things and how they're really coming in to shift the consciousness and break down as we were talking about that paradigm or matrix that is no longer serving us and that they often don't feel like they fit in or they're oversensitive or they're allergic to foods or they have what's labeled, you know, ADD or autism. And, and in many levels, that's for reasons, because that's part of them um, changing a lot of the systems that are no longer serving us. So that was kind of an interesting uh, topic, but I, wow, that's amazing. I love that. Cause I've heard that about my own children of like how, you know, indigo babies and star seeds. And I find that so fascinating. I, I love that you uh, channeled that and then spoke to that because you're right. There's so much. My daughter's cooing because she's obviously agreeing. She <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I need to shake things up, mom. Yeah. You need to shake up. 
Uh, but yeah, if you want to, Tan, if, if, if you'd sure, like to, I would absolutely be open to a bunch for my audience to get to hear and experience. Absolutely. So if you have some questions that you want to ask, how it works is I'll close my eyes. Obviously, you can't see me. I'm going to be making a few toning sounds, and that tell Raphael will come in. And then Raphael will come in and say hello. And after that happens, you're going to want to say hello back. And Raphael won't talk to you to say hello back. And sometimes Raphael will say hello a couple times. And then you just say hello, 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 hello. And then Raphael may have a short message. And then often we'll say, what is it? Meaning, what do you want to know? And then you can ask a question. Oh, very cool. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll just take a minute to bring the energy in. <sighs> to be here with you today and to tap into this being in which you are holding and for you to know that you are beautiful and loved and that you have given all of your energy to the loving vibration of these little ones and although they are very very different they are coming in with very powerful and strong missions in their own right and we are delighted to be in their vibrational field. We are wanting all of those who are here or are listening to this to know that you are not alone and that we are here from the angelic realm in droves right now around your planet and extremely accessible to each and every one of you as you are opening your heart to receive our love and energy. And so if there is something in which you are wanting to talk about, we are delighted from our perspective to give our understanding for you. And so what is it? Thank you. Wow, beautiful. Well, we are honored. And I would just want to know, you know, I feel like there's been a lot of shifts and shakeups within my own family because of my own awakening and spiritual journey. And it is creating a lot of chaos and rifts to say the least. And I keep believing that I'm on the right path and I'm really being guided. And I'm just trying to stay in that vibration of love of what you just spoke of. And so I guess I just want to know if I'm headed on the right path and I'm making the right decisions for my own family that I, you know, my two girls, my husband, as well as within my family unit. Oh, oh. It, it is that we recognize that there is some turmoil within your energetic field around this because you are in a sense bucking 
the system of perhaps what is expected of you or perhaps what may be labeled as normal that may be upsetting those around you. And it is important to recognize that where it is that they are coming from is deeply from a place of love for you and a wanting for you to be well and to be safe, for it is not coming in a, a, a way in which they are pushing it to hurt you in any way. And deep within the essence of your being, you know and recognize this. And because it is coming from such a, a place of actual love for you, sometimes it begins to uh, create a question within your own being as to your own decisions and beliefs if they are anchored in the discernment of what is true. And this is occurring right now in many families across the globe, for they are, in a sense, putting their feet down in different camps. And we want to remind all of you that there is no absolutes, whether it be right or wrong around particular decisions, but only what is the belief that is in alignment with the vibration that one is seeking at a particular moment in time. And so we want to reiterate the deep importance importance of unconditional love and of tolerance of others and their opinions and their ways of perceiving the world for this is very, very deeply needed at this time on the planet. And so we want to encourage you to stand true in your truth and in your power as to what it is that you feel is in alignment with your own belief system. And at the same time, while doing that to reiterate your unconditional love for other beings perhaps in your life who are making other decisions or are perhaps not agreeing with you to make sure that they are very aware, uh, well aware that your choices are not personal toward them but to, in your own sovereign decision of your own free will and that you honor their decisions and choices and that if you can both respect and honor where it is that you are coming from you can find common ground and love for one another and perhaps different areas in which there is an alignment in your understanding beliefs and agreements in order to maintain that connection because we are feeling as we are tapping into your field that there is some worry of loss of connection to those that beneath the surface of some of the outward appearances or ideas or ideologies or ways of seeing the world that when you get below that behind the personality and the ideas, the essence of the beings have true meaning to you and there is love there on both sides. And so it is important not to draw a strict line in a sense in the sand, but to take one stand as to what is needed. And it doesn't always even need to be voiced out loud to everyone into the world. It can be just a choice in which one makes for themselves and yet is able to respect and understand the choice of another. Beautiful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. What is it? Wow, so beautiful. Thank you for that message that really, that really resonated and really um, touched me. So thank you for sharing it. You're welcome. Is there something more you're wanting to ask? 
should not be any questioning or worry or concern that uh, where it is that you are going is not in alignment because uh, the fact that you are doing it in itself means that it is in alignment. Uh, and it is that these beings that are around you are very different and they will grow very, very quickly and have much to share as you will be a guiding, open-hearted light for them. But it is very important to make sure that uh, all of them are connected to one another because they will have each other as time passes and they age and the relationships to kinder them to be a sense of deep connection there for it is that the little little one is a very light being and is very sensitive and uh, will um, sometimes uh, want to have time to be alone and will need alone time in order to assimilate the vibrations that are coming rapidly onto the planet. Whereas uh, the one in the middle has a lot of energy and creativity that will spill out into everything and bring a lot of joy and laughter and the other one is a uh, very strong in its determination and sense of self as she will be very driven and uh, very much also in charge of things <laughs> and so, uh, it is that this one can be a bit bossy and it is important to make sure that these relationships are uh, given a lot of room to work themselves out between them without interference so that they can uh, together begin to assimilate each other's vibration because they're very different energies and uh, but they each have something to share to serve and to teach one another and the new environment that they will be in will give them a setting of placement that will allow for more freedom and more connection to uh, uh, the less material world. And this will be very healthy. Wow, amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. How beautiful. You're welcome. Is there something more you're wanting to ask for anyone or the group? No, maybe just um, collectively, if you have any message for anyone who will be listening to this, you know, that maybe to share just, I feel like, you know, the world is a little bit um, chaotic and unknown for many and many are working, you know, through all of that. Is there anything you'd want to share for the collective for those to hear and receive? Uh, uh, it, it is to embrace Mother Earth, to feel the pulsation and the heartbeat of her rhythm for she is your home and present and that it is that as you merge with her in nature it is the greatest place for the attunement to align with higher frequencies and to begin to support each and every one of you in settling the mind moving into stillness dropping into meditation and letting go of this anxiety and worry as you begin to allow it to drop away and to dissolve 
And we want you to all know that as the planet's vibration begins to accelerate, that many of the basic things that you are all very well aware of will be imperative in order for you to maintain a sense of equilibrium and balance as things become to feel a bit unstable and stabilizing yourself by aligning with the earth is of great importance along with eating very clean and pure food and experiencing laughter and joy and playfulness, drinking lots of water, breathing and being still, letting the mind settle, disconnecting from electronics and remembering the divine essence of who it is that you are. So with that, I love you all very, very deeply and I'm present in here and reminding all of you that everything that you are seeking or looking for or trying to figure out truly deeply does dwell and live within your own being and in your own heart and do not neglect oneself in the forgetting because everything you are seeking, you already know, you do not need me or anyone else to tell you. Many blessings and good day. Thank you so much. Okay, hi, I'm back. Hi, wow, how powerful and amazing. <laughs> Truly, thank you so much for that gift and for myself and the audience. I, I have tingles all over. That was, wow, what, what an experience. How incredible. Oh, glad. Yes, beautiful. I loved all that uh, Angel Raphael shared and it resonated so hard and just, yeah, beautiful. I mean, thank you so much, Kelly, for being here and sharing so much of your story and you know, your light and just kind of guiding the collective and everything that's going on and to come. And, you know, um, please tell us where, of course, we can find you and follow you. And also, like you had mentioned, you know, your starseed class is coming up and your angel call. Of course, it'll all be in the show notes, but go ahead and share. And if there's anything else you want to leave us with or any message that you want the collective to know, please feel free to. Oh, thanks. Well, um, yeah, I mean, if people want to get involved uh, with the free Sunday calls, you just go to my website, theangelraphael.com. And every Sunday at two o'clock, I channel Raphael for an hour and we touch on different subjects and you can listen and it kind of gets you in a good vibe for the week. And then the Starseed Masterclass is for anyone who resonates with the vibration or feeling that they're a starseed and that they have things that they would like to clear that will open them up to be in a higher frequency and also to help the planet. Um, that class is very full, but it's still open if anybody's feeling called or they resonates with them. We'd love to have you. And that begins April 3rd. And I guess that's about it. I don't do private sessions anymore. Um, but I uh, sending my love and light to everybody. And Raphael is always with all of you. And I wish everybody a wonderful evening. And uh, thank you so much for having me on. Yes, Kelly, thank you so much for being here. Guys, everything will be in the show notes. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks so much for spreading your light and guidance. And guys, cheers till next time. Just remember, everything's within you. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. 
If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe. Tune in weekly for new episodes and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired. 